Happy Independence Day, everybody. Welcome back to the July 4th edition of The Chase Podcast. I'm glad y'all can join me this morning on your way to work, on your way to the gym, while you're at the gym, while you're at work, but remember to work and not just listen to the podcast, but you can do both if you can. Thank you guys for joining me and coming back for another episode of The Chase Podcast. And we'll get into it right after this. The Chase Podcast is a Zone 3 production. Coming to you from the Haggard Backwood Studios. The brother station of Triple TV on YouTube. For hunting, fishing, and the occasional outdoor product review, check out Triple TV and hit that subscribe button. The Chase Podcast is sponsored by G2 Apparel Company and Car Doctor 2. Supported by Judd's Taxidermy. Now let's get into the chase. Alright y'all, I have brought it to my own attention that this podcast isn't really going the direction that I wanted it to go. It was basically going to be, whenever I originally started this, it was going to be about successful stories, unsuccessful stories. It was going to be about deer hunting and turkey hunting and stuff like that, but I've been doing two much talking about YouTube. I wouldn't really say too much talking about YouTube, but uh, I've been doing a lot of talking about YouTube and uh, G2 Apparel and stuff like that, really trying to blow that stuff up. So now I'm going to minimize the talk about G2 Apparel and talk a little bit about YouTube every once in a while. But this is basically, you know, more whenever I designed the podcast, it was going to be more of the stories that goes into it, the equipment that I used, the equipment that I used, because I mean, I've been hunting since uh, I've been carrying a, a weapon, a, a bow, or a gun, basically a gun since 1998, been using a bow since 2009, but um, it, it didn't, it's not going that direction that I wanted it to go, so... Now we are going with a different format. We will talk about Triple TV just a little bit. And um, obviously I got the G2 Apparel add-on here, so won't have to talk about that one as much. But uh, yeah, we need to get into how I originally started this, or the, the original plan for this podcast. So we're going to go back to 2011. I had been bow hunting for two years, and I got a Hoyt Powerhawk. It was my second bow that I ever owned, and we're shooting all the time. Just, <clears throat> just shooting, shooting, shooting all the time. Me and James and his brother Austin. James is my brother-in-law, my sister's husband. Just shooting often all the time whether we go to their house and shoot or they come out to my house and shoot we are shooting all the time having little competitions and stuff and back then honestly that's whenever i did the best bow hunting is whenever i was an archer and what i mean by an archer is going out shooting dialing in building up my bow strength that's whenever i done my best and that's what's going to happen again 
this year. I'm going to wait another month or so and probably around September and really take getting into bow shape serious. Uh, shoot a few times every day if I can. If I can't shoot, I got the AccuBow. I can draw back and and still continue the bow strength uh, portion of, of the archery. Um, and we'll get into the AccuBow later on in here in the episode. But that's what we did all the time. That, that was just our thing. It, right now, it's just a little bit more difficult because I, you know, I don't think James bow hunts anymore. He and I really hadn't talked that much since uh, since moving over here to Fulton County uh, about five six years ago. So, um, you know, it's a it's a little bit it's quite a bit different than it used to be. But um, you know, basically, I got to do it myself. You know, we used to have competitions and. Uh, like if I outshot him, you know, he'd owe me a can of chew or, or something, you know, uh, we'd have competitions all the time and it was a lot of fun. Uh, I miss doing it, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm over here now and he's over there, but yeah, we're, we're going to 2011 here and we had shot all summer long, ready to go for deer season, but at the time I really just wasn't I was ready but I wasn't ready if that makes any sense um he came to the house and he said hey we're going to go set up deer stands and put out cameras if you want to come and I said no I'm not really interested in it you know right now you know at the time I still riding bulls and I had that on my mind I was more focused and concentrating on winning that first championship that eluded me my whole bull riding tenure so I really wasn't focused on anything else but that and the finals was in October November something like that I can't remember exactly when but um, whenever he went down there and started getting pictures of these bucks that I did not know existed on my grandfather's property then I was like, well, maybe I do need to start bow hunting a little bit, you know, or getting ready for bow hunting a little bit more. So, uh, went down there and, and, uh, started helping out a little bit more around the deer stands and trying to, me trying to find a place to sit. And James told me about a tree down there and I was like, man, that's, that's like 30 yards from the tree that you're sitting in. I could seriously probably see you like if it wasn't for the brush even for the brush, I could probably still sit there and see him sitting in the deer stand or he'd see me sitting in the deer stand. Dude, that is too close. So I'm trying to find a place to to hunt at this time. I have found a couple of spots. I put up cameras, uh, had some does coming in, no bucks, nothing serious to get into. And I know what you guys are probably thinking. Well, shoot, a deer is a deer. You know, it's a it's a doe or or whatever. That is true. A deer is a deer. But whenever that's all you've killed in 12, 13 years, you want bucks. You know, that's that's just all there is to it. You you want bucks. I wanted to be like my grandpa and 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 have visual stories right there 
you know, have the kids or grandkids, you know, one day say, you know, hey, tell me about that deer out there that you killed and, and stuff, and, and then be able to tell those stories. Uh, my daughter Tatum had one of her friends over a couple weeks ago, and, and they came here, <clears throat> here in the studio, and and uh, she was sitting there talking about my turkeys and my deer. Uh, Tatum was, and, and so was her friend. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, yeah, you know. And I started talking about them and stuff, and the years that I killed them and whatnot. So I thought that was pretty cool, you know, that that uh, that they got to see that and and listen to it. You know, they they was like, wow, you know. So I thought that was a pretty cool uh, encounter right there with with two little girls. You know, they was they was interested in what I had hanging on the wall. You know, and they wanted to hear about it. So I thought that was pretty cool. But um, that's what I was wanting. You know, I wanted to be just like Grandpa. That's that's what I was wanting to to do. That's what I was wanting to be able to have is those stories. And, I mean, if you don't have no does on the wall, you know, you can't put a, you can't hang a doe on a wall. So to have them or to, uh, to have bucks on the wall is a completely different story. Anyway, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find a buck. I'm trying to find a, a good buck to to hunt. You know, a good buck to pursue and, and harvest and, and stuff. And uh, so I'm sitting there and the, trying to figure out where I'm going. I think I put my camera out three, four different places, and all I was getting was does. And I had everybody telling me, like, man, just, just keep the does there. Keep them happy, and the bucks will come. You know, it's it's the 1st of October. You know, the rut hadn't even started yet, which is true, 100% true. I get that. And um, But I was wanting to find that buck. That's what I was after. James had him down there at, at uh, his stand, and Austin had him at his stand, and I'm wanting them at my stand. What do I need to do to find this buck? So I just kept searching, kept trying to find different areas to go to. And I found a spot that I had set before, and I thought that that was going to be a good spot because I had one heck of an encounter with a uh, with a really good buck that we'll get into on a different time. And uh, so I ended up putting the camera up there. I hadn't even hung the stand. And right after this break from Car Doctor 2, we will talk about what I found while sitting the camera up there at that stand. As an outdoorsman, I rely on my truck for many things. I rely on it to get me back and forth to work, to the woods to hunt, and to the water to fish. So when I have a problem, I'll take it to the only guy that I trust to fix it. That's Corey with Car Doctor 2. Corey also works on diesel engines and has a tire and body shop. He will get you fixed up and right back on the road. He also sells mechanical broadheads and lighted knocks that he will ship anywhere within the continental U.S. That's Car Doctor 2. Look him up on Facebook. So I go back and check the camera. James had his laptop, started down there at his stand, uh, ended up jumping 
the bachelor group of bucks that was down there and then uh, we you know just sat there and just watched them in all i mean all the deer that had been coming through the uh the spot there that he had picked out that he had pictures of they was all in that group and they were running across the field i mean we were 40 yards away from them so we're all i mean we're even more excited now let's go and check the cameras and let's get up to the house and let's shoot our bows let's, let's make sure we're dialed in and that was always our thing make sure we're dialed in and <clears throat> so we went and checked austin's camera and he had some bucks and uh came back to my camera and checked and all i had and I, I was excited to see that I had 1,300 pictures. I, I remember it very well. We had 1,300 pictures, and I was excited. All the corn was gone. The molasses was licked off the of the uh, salt lick. It's on, you know. And I started going through the pictures, and all I had on there was a doe and her baby from that year. And I'm like, crap. You know, how am I supposed to... What, what am I supposed to do? You know, once again, move the camera. I got does, no bucks. Once again, I hear the old saying, keep the does happy, the bucks will be there. <clears throat> Come November, I'm like, man, this is this is crazy. This is ridiculous, you know. And and uh, so I went back and and uh, got to doing some thinking and, and talked to Grandpa, and he said, well, why don't you just go hunt down there at your Uncle Steve's again? I said, well, I said, I guess I can ask him, you know, if I can hunt down there this year again. And, and we called him up, and he said, yeah. He said, that's fine. So went down there, and I'm hunting out of a hang-on stand at this point in time. And I'm trying to find a big enough tree to put this hang-on stand in that's going to conceal me, that's going to be safe to sit in, that whenever the wind even below 10 miles an hour, that tree ain't going to be with my weight and being up toward the top of the tree, it ain't going to be leaning over. Michael Steve had a bunch of young trees there on his place. So uh, he gave me the green light, and I went over there and started looking for a tree to sit in. And the best one I found, I still wasn't getting very high, maybe 15 feet high. So I hung the stand up, and I said, this is it. It's going to happen right here. Hung the stand up, put the camera out, put the corn down, left. And then uh, a couple weeks went by, a week or two went by. Hunting season's getting ready to start. And I go back to check the camera. Not one picture was on that camera. The batteries had died in that camera. And I was livid. The corn was gone. I don't know what I got coming through there. And little did I know at this point in time, because I'm still learning to bow hunt, still learning all this stuff that goes into bow hunting and finding these spots to sit and where to sit and how to sit and stuff like that. I'm, I'm still in the process of learning this stuff at this point in time. It... Uh, looking back on it now it just makes me laugh because this is how you know 
talking about the story whenever I was just beginning to, to bow hunt to where I am now is day and night. I am not a professional. I've been blessed with some bucks and some really great bucks and but it's it's a different point in time. It's a different story compared to where I am now. <clears throat> but looking back on it, I was in the right spot over there at my Uncle Steve's. And what I think was happening was they were, yes, they were going down there to James's stand. They were going down there to Austin's stand. They were basically at the end of this road. So with that being said, they just kind of hung out in that core area. They really didn't go up. And if they did, you know, I, we, I didn't know because they weren't showing up on camera unless they were crossing someplace completely different. But in my mind, now that I'm thinking about it, they were really, really utilizing this core area. They would run right there through my Uncle Steve's land. They would cross over onto a neighbor who had like an acre right there. And they would head down towards James's stand and then turn back up to get back up on the ridge, go through Austin's and make their circle and then end up back there in the bottom below me and then work their way back up in the in the mornings again so i'm that's my way of thinking at this point in time how this how all this was happening they had just a small core area right there and uh anyway the the first day of season is like the next day this is uh the end of september september 30th so it's the end of september and the next day, October 1st, is the first day of bow season. So I was talking to James and stuff in and, and Austin. I said, let's, get, let's just go get a bite to eat tonight and get ready for tomorrow. Shoot our bows before we go to town. And then we'll, uh, we'll go to Walmart and get a couple of last-minute things. So we all agreed, and it was me and Austin, and I believe his girlfriend at the time, and uh, my sister and my brother-in-law. So we went and got a bite to eat there at Colton's, and went to Walmart, and got a few things. Uh, I got some soap, you know, to some Cineway soap, uh, a couple of broadheads, um, stuff like that, like a pack of three of broadheads, the Chisel tip broadheads got those the fixed blades and went back and took a shower and I said I'm going to go home and go to bed and James said well, just stay the night here you know and I'm like nah I think I'm just going to go home well I went to the house and, and went to sleep woke up the next morning with my light on James standing over me said let's go man time to go time to go we're running late I said is the sun even up yet he said yeah it's up it's been up or it's just coming up I'm like, oh, crap. So I'm rushing around to get ready. By the time I walked outside, you can see everything. I'm like, oh, crap. You know, it, it's late. Of course, 1st of October, it's still pretty warm out. But it was just cool enough. I remember it was just cool enough that I can wear a, a jacket. You know, I mean, it wasn't cold, but it was just cool enough. And um, 
so I walk outside and and James hands me the the can of the Khmer deer that that we got. He said, "Take this with you." He and he said, "Let me spray some on my boots." And he said, "You take it with you, and um, you know, spray it down there at your deer stand." And I said, "Okay." <clears throat> so I take it with me. Uh, Austin and their brother-in-law, Jason, went to their spot. They had to drive to their spot, which through the woods, it wasn't very far. But, you know, they then had to cross through James's and make a whole bunch of racket and stuff like that. So they decided to drive down there and split off. And then me and James split off right there at Grandpa's Gate. I kept walking down the road. James went through Grandpa's Gate to get down to his stand. And we'll get into the rest of it right after these words from Jeremiah Judd and Judd's taxidermy. Now let's talk about a guy that's all about quality over quantity. That's Judd's taxidermy. He does fish, shoulder mounts, European mounts, full body mounts, and he'll even make you a bearskin rug. He's not only a supporter of the Chase Podcast and Triple TV, he's also a good friend that I trust to make my mouse look so good that I'll want to shoot him or catch him again. That's Judd's Taxidermy. Check him out on Facebook. Alright, so me and James split off, and I get to my tree, and I had noticed that some of the corn had been eaten, not a bunch of it, but I, I refilled it. Uh, the night before, before we went and shot our bows and, and went to town and stuff. Well, we, uh, or I was standing there before I walked down into the woods. I sprayed the bottoms of my boots with this Khmer deer. And I walk up to the tree that I'm sitting in and spray the bottom of it because I knew I was going to be, you know, climbing up the tree. And then... I went and used the rest of it on the salt lick and sprayed around the corn. And I I noticed that some of the corn had been ate. So I get up there, tie in, sit down, get an arrow knocked, and I'm ready to rock and roll. So while I'm sitting there, I'm just kind of kicking back. The sun's coming up really good. And look over across the road, I'm probably about 60 yards. And in the state of Arkansas, you got to be... 50 yards bow hunting from the middle of the road and I'm about 60 yards from the middle of the road look over on the neighbor's front yard I see a doe and a little one coming through the the deer was just born that year chances are I mean it could have been a pretty good chances that it was the same deer that I had on my camera right there on my grandpa's that was probably a little over a quarter mile from where I was at but uh, you know who knows and I'm sitting there and thinking I'm not going to shoot the doe. You know, it's just not going to happen. I'm just going to let them pass. And they came right behind the tree, 15 yards, would have been a chip shot. But I'm just letting them go, letting them walk down, you know, where, wherever they're going. And they didn't go to anything. They didn't go to the corn. They didn't go to the salt lick. They didn't go to the tree. And I'm sitting there thinking, this Khmer deer ain't worth the crap. Well, I pull out my phone and I start texting James. And I said, um, this Khmer deer ain't worth a crap. And he said, what happened? And I'm sitting there texting him. And as I'm texting him, I hear something else walking. 
And so I finished the text message right quick, and I said, "They these this doe and this little one just walked right past me, and they didn't even turn to look at it. You know, they they didn't come up to it or nothing." And then I put it and put my phone back in my pocket because I heard something walking, and, I, and in my mind I'm sitting there thinking, "If they come back, they're going. You know, the the doe is going to get shot." Well, I turn around and I see this deer kind of facing away from me, and I'm like. That's a different deer. This one's a little bit darker. I, what is this deer right here? And then through the brush, I see these horns. Oh my God, it's a buck. So instantly my heart is pounding out of my chest. This is to my knowledge, like the second time I had a buck in range that I could kill. <clears throat> First time whenever I was probably 13 with a muzzleloader. And, um, so I'm, I'm nervous, you know, I'm really nervous and heart's pounding out of my chest. It's in my throat. My mouth is going dry. My throat's getting dry. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, he turns and he starts walking toward the tree that I'm sitting in. So as he's walking, he's kind of walking toward me. Then he's kind of veering out and, and coming back around. And I had this dogwood tree in front of me that obviously still had the leaves on it. And I put it in my head, once he gets behind that tree right there, I don't think he can see me because, number one, the sun will be in his eyes. Number two, there's a lot of foliage on it, so I'm going to grab my bow and draw back. <clears throat> so he walks around the tree like I'm thinking that he's going to, like he read the script. He walked around that dogwood tree, and he's walking right to the salt lake that had the Khmer deer on it and I'm drawn back and I'm just sitting there and I'm like alright gotta put that 20 yard pin right on it. <clears throat> and I think this was even before I had a rangefinder. I'm just guessing 20 yards but we had been shooting bows you know for a couple of years at this point and I used to I still have a pretty good judge at yardage but with my eyes you know not as good as they used to be I like getting the deer in about 20 yards and uh, anyway, he's he's coming to the to the salt lake that's about twenty yards away, and I'm drawn back, and I put that pin right on him, right behind his shoulder, and everything was just set perfect. Well, my phone started going. I heard it, you know, or I felt it vibrate, and I'm like, not right now, not right now. And I just he made one step, and he put his head down to to lick the salt lick, and I just remember just hitting that release and I just watched that arrow go right through him and I was just elated I mean I was just like oh my gosh you know and I'd seen him turn and he was running back down the down the ridge and I'm like holy crap I think I just smoked that deer and I get my phone out and I'm I'm shaking you know the the tree is moving because I'm shaking so but like buck fever usually hits me the hardest after the shot so I'm sitting there just shaking, just really bad shaking. And I pull up my phone, and it was a message from James, and I just remember thinking to myself, never mind that. And I, I texted him that, like, never mind that. I just killed a deer. I just killed him. And then he messaged me back. He says, you killed him, with a question mark, because he thought I killed the, the big eight point that he was after. I said, yeah, I, I just killed him. And then he 
he messaged back, well, what'd you, what? You killed who? What? Because we had the, we had names for our deer. He, he was calling that, um, that eight point that he was after, he's calling him nine inch nails because his brow tines was just enormous. Like they were huge. And, uh, I said, I killed at seven point. You know, we had a smaller seven point that was hanging around. He says, are you serious? And I said, yeah. He said, he said, just hang tight. He said, I'll be up there here in just a couple minutes. He said, just hang tight. Because his stand was probably 250, 300 yards from where I was at, at this place. And he's texting Austin, hey, Travis just killed a buck. Travis killed a buck. And then they're texting Jason, Travis just killed a buck. So I look over, and, and here comes Austin up over the hill. James is coming down the road. Text my mom, hey, I just killed a buck. You know, she's she's driving it. Like, everybody's driving in. Like, this is a big deal. You know, this is years of waiting, years of anticipation, you know, that that uh, I got a buck. You know, they everybody was pulling for me. And I even put it on Facebook, you know. I was like, I just smoked a buck, you know, and, and just real excited. And, and uh, of course, everybody was already congratulating. I hadn't been in the stand probably 45 minutes and uh so everybody's congratulating me you know like oh we want to see pictures and obviously you know and and um so i i'm out of the tree and i'm waiting on him to get there and and um look up and and james is right there and and he said uh he said well you got on the trail yet and i said no i said i just got down i said i had to calm down he said, well, where was he at? And I said, eh, pretty easy to tell where he is at. So he walked over there and seen just blood everywhere. He said, Travis, that's a dead deer. He said, easy, a dead deer. So I picked up the arrow, covered in blood, bent my bent my uh, broadhead, you know, but I, I didn't even care. You know, I'll go get another broadhead. I, I don't care. I, I got this deer. So we get on a blood trail, and he probably went. 40 yards and I probably would have seen him fall if it wasn't for all the foliage on the trees and I just remember walking up to him and you would have thought that I killed a, a 200 incher you know because I was just like oh my god you know I finally got a buck I cannot believe this I finally got a buck and he said well put your hands on him you know and, and I, I was just I couldn't believe it, you know. I, I wanted to, I wanted to soak it in, you know, soak it in with my hunting partner, soak it in with my mom, you know, and just soak it in with everybody that was there, everybody that that was pulling for me, you know, since uh, since I've been hunting, like especially my mom, you know, she's she's seen me at my highest whenever I was hunting. She's seen me well now besides my wife. But she's seen uh, she's seen me at my highest and she's seen me at my lowest. She's got her cell phone out. She's taking pictures, and I'm soaking it in. You know, James and Austin and Jason they had just been around just for probably at that point. I'm wanting to say since 2008, maybe so about three years at that time, I think. And I'm soaking it in because James James knew. You know, James, James was really the only one that knew, you know, how hard I have worked, how many miles I've put in, how many hours I have set, you know, for the past several years, you know, almost almost uh, 10 years. And that no, was 12 years. No, yeah, 10 years. Whenever I met him, it was about 10 years. 
So um, we're all just sitting there soaking it in, you know, me and him and mom. And I just remember reaching down, reaching down and grabbing his horns and, and picking him up. And I couldn't believe it. I could not believe that I finally got a buck. And we'll continue on the rest of it after the G2 apparel ad. The newest outdoor apparel line to hit the market happens to be the apparel line that I own, and that's G2 Apparel Company. With two launches a year, I can promise to have something for any man, woman, or child. Look me up on Facebook at G2 Apparel Co. and place your order today. $20 for shirts, $25 for hats. That's G2 Apparel Co. on Facebook. So with this being my first buck, of course, my first thought is I want to mount this deer, which I'm glad I didn't. You know, he's he pretty small. He, he was a seven point. He was a legal deer in the state of Arkansas, but uh, I'm glad I didn't mount him. He looked a little bit goofy with all these other deer that I got hanging up in here. I actually don't know what happened to my first two set of horns, but we'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, anyway, uh, I just couldn't believe it. And I was wanting to mount him and mom said, yeah, a little bit small to be mounting that deer. And James said, I will, well, European mount him. And, uh, so we cut him up and got him dressed out and, and, uh, cut out and whatnot. We're all just, just on a high, you know, and went to, uh, went and ate breakfast after I got him skinned and, and, uh, quartered up, you know, let the meat cool. And, uh, we all went to breakfast and we was just celebrating, drinking coffee, eating biscuits and gravy and, and some eggs and, and ham and stuff. And it was just, it was a great, great day. You know, it was just a day that I'll never, like all my kills, you know, I'll, I'll never forget them, you know, but the first buck kill that, that sticks with you for forever. And, um, but it, it meant a lot you know getting that deer and I was thanking God like crazy and you know just if any young people listens to this podcast just uh just don't ever give up don't give up on yourself don't give up on what you're after you know it was my dream to kill a buck you know after all the years that I spent hunting you know the the 12 13 years that I spent hunting it was at that time it was my dream to kill a buck and it took a long time but it happened you know kind of like with with uh it was my dream to film my hunts and fishing trips it took several years but it's happening you know don't ever give up on your dream you you want something you keep working for it you keep pushing for it and then eventually it will happen for you so and always keep god first and and thank him for it you know and it was uh yeah it was a day that i'll never forget and talking about i don't know what happened to his horns you know that uh that sticks with me uh i lost the first two bucks that i killed and i killed them three weeks apart and that'll be next week's episode is the second buck that i that i harvested and um but James took him and him and Austin was going to European mount him and something happened and it ended up busting off everything busted off and all the moving that I've done over the past few years 
I just I ended up losing him and I lost my uh my seven point that I had killed three weeks later and I I don't know what happened to him but thankfully I had started killing other bucks at that time and and I got them all hanging up you know I got uh see seven eight nine ten eleven then the twelfth one is at the as Jeremiah's right now getting mounted but uh yeah every buck that I have killed but two I have hanging up I've really done my best to keep them safe you know I don't want my skulls broken and stuff like that and I got two that completely broke so they don't look as pretty as they used to so they're they're pretty much just you know they're on top of the gun cabinet right now and unfortunately not on the euro wall but it uh yeah just keep just keep pushing for your dreams and and it'll happen but guys i think that's going to do it for today's episode don't forget to rate this uh, or review it leave me a good review if you enjoyed it uh whatever podcast platform that you're listening on um don't forget to go to triple tv over on youtube and hit that subscribe button over there got uh the subscriber giveaway coming up the first thousand subscribers giveaway is going to be some g2 apparel and then the 5,000 subscriber giveaway is going to be the fishing pack and the 25,000 subscriber giveaway is going to be the kayak so y'all go over there and subscribe 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 tell your friends tell your family tell your enemies tell your frenemies tell perfect strangers tell whoever that you have to tell so we can get some stuff given away and also tell them about the chase podcast and we're going to get more into of a story form now from here on out so um and we will have some episodes where we're talking about different things but it's it's going to start picking up now and i'm also going to do a better job at writing out my episodes but for an episode that just came up off the top of my head that i needed to get out before i go on vacation i think it turned out pretty good so much love to you guys god bless and i'll talk to you all next week y'all have a good week hope y'all have a great fourth and had a safe fourth of july weekend i'll talk to y'all on the next one